0: This is a Library Channel program from the UC San Diego Library. Visit us at www.uctv.tv slash library dash channel for interviews, author talks, and other programs that will inspire you to read, write, think, and dream.
1: I'm building a um, theater, Um, and it goes like that. And you, you have, of course, you have a front, a real theater front. To put there and all those scenes and little figures so this is one of the scenes and that is going to be put somewhere there and through the sides you can play with the with the little people <laughs> and sometimes it's very hard to to cut out little pieces this was not so, not so hard and you can cut it out with a knife or with scissors, but sometimes, like these little figures, it's it's very, um, very hard to do, and those are very fragile. So this is just the beginning, the start of it, and I think it, it needs four or five days to continue that.
0: When we host this paper theater festival here at UC San Diego Library, we feature a lot of paper theaters and a lot of items that... Approach the idea of paper theatre. Paper theatre is just a small version of that tremendous theatre world that you can bring into your home. Paper theatres weren't meant to be used in a professional setting, they're meant to be used in a home, a person's home, a, f- a family would use it.
2: What theatres would do in the early 1800s, in the Victoria era in England, is they would print. Their characters on postcards, so you would have the character in costume and posed, ready to be uh, on the stage. And children would actually cut out the characters and play with them. Um, And when the theaters noticed this, they started printing the theater sets on posters as well. And they were, you know, easy to make and easy to ship and easy to store. And so people could actually play with the characters against the uh, sets that they were going to be up against in real life.
0: And the theatres would also publish little booklets for additional plays for their theatre and it was just a brilliant marketing tool to promote their entire season and also a, a great educational opportunity for the family. They would learn everything they needed to know to put on a full theatrical production and it also encouraged literacy because the play itself was printed with that little poster kit. It is a Shakespearean stage. You can, with this theater, put on a very short production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. It's mostly the play within a play part of that play. but This can be very successfully done, and it has the upper and lower stage. And It's a great way to introduce Shakespeare to a young person. There are some great figures in literature who were involved with paper theater, perhaps the most famous, Robert Louis Stevenson. He actually wrote paper theater plays that were meant to be paper theater plays.
2: We're interested in these today for a variety of reasons. One is uh, printing history and this fits in really well with that and you can kind of see the transformation of when printing became less expensive um, and more available to people That they were able to print these sets very cheaply to make available to people.
1: That's why I like paper, it's very inexpensive to use. You can find it anywhere, you can use recycled material, it doesn't have to be um, brand new material. And that's what's great for kids, I can look through the recycle you know, box at work and see if we have things that we can transform into other things. At one point I thought I wanted to be a teacher um, so I actually did a lot of volunteer work and it happened that I worked a lot with seven-year-olds and they are very interested in just making their own world, putting their own spin on things. They don't necessarily have to have something that's um, prepackaged for them, they just need a little bit of guidance and they will write their own stories. I became interested in paper theater through Scott. I went here I guess two years ago to uh, the paper theater festival and it was so fantastic how um, how you, you did everything and um, I saw the play of Cinderella and there was so much fun. So um, being in the audience and having so much fun, I thought, oh my God, I have to get into that. And uh, I got very interested. When you perform a paper theater play, uh, you have to think of a lot. Which person comes from which side and you have to prepare for the music and the sound effects.
0: So apparently there's a little bit of time travel in this show.
1: If you want the audience to participate, um, you have to pass out a lot of things, and um, yes.
0: And maybe there should be some applause for the spectacular sets.
2: It's a very tactile experience as you're building one of these sets and playing with it. And you learn a little bit more about the space itself when you when you actually have to do it in miniature
0: paper of theater kind of exists kind of in its in its own right as an artistic statement. They don't have aspirations necessarily to be like realized designs as we imagine design. they're a way of expressing visions and ideas and so they can be very you know bold and very interesting. I think more than anything, it's really just the testament to the, the theatricality and the magic behind those spaces. The controlled framed vision looking through the proscenium and just being pulled into another world. Whether the scale is a quarter-inch scale or smaller with the smaller dioramas you get your eye down into that space and you're just drawn into it. It controls the light in a way that that's pretty magical. So these small items certainly evoke the charm of Paper Theatre but they are postcard size items, they do fold flat for shipment and storage. They are dioramas, but dioramas that uh, reveal the the charm of paper theater. All the characters in here are famous paper theater characters from known paper theater plays. These are great souvenirs when you visit a paper theater museum or exhibition. And this one is a Pollock's one, of course.
1: We'll start again from the middle of the balcony scene.
0: There are a lot of people who got their start in the arts through paper theater. For instance, uh, Franco Zeffirelli. He was introduced to the world of set design through paper theater and later became an opera set designer and then a movie director. And it all stems back to his interest in paper theater. And that's probably how I was introduced to paper theater too, because that movie came out just before 2000 and... Uh, that's when I started doing collecting paper theater. And on this screen are th- is the opening credits to uh, a Nicholas Nickleby movie, uh, uh, a dramatic film based on a Charles Dickens novel. And uh, quite brilliant of them, they introduce all the characters in the opening credits through paper theater. And uh, as each character comes on, their name is revealed. It was brilliant because, yes, indeed, paper theatre was a very popular toy in Dickens' time. And there are others who uh, uh, were involved with paper theatre, for instance, Winston Churchill, who isn't necessarily a big figure in the arts, but he was a great supporter of the arts, and he did credit paper theatre with his introduction to the arts. Even Kevin Bacon, if we're talking about six degrees of separation from paper theatre, There was a a television biography about him, and they actually showed a paper theater that he built, and they actually had video footage of, of him working with that stage and putting on a show for his family. Uh, That was delightful to to see. There's just something about working with real paper that is not intimidating. You know, there's no learning curve involving a software program. You don't have to worry about uh, electricity or having Wi-Fi access. I'm not sure how collaborative you can be sharing one computer, but you certainly be collaborative doing paper theater, having one person color and having another person just do sets. And this has been very rewarding here on campus to work with so many students and staff in creating these paper theater stages.
1: I think the paper theater festival is a fantastic ambassador for the library. It does get people into the library, but it also lets them see something that they don't see a lot in maybe their everyday lives. It's a connection to the library in its sense of world of paper. If you will, we're really focused these days on electronic things. Theater is electronic, it's TV, it's, you know, digital. This is actually a retreat to an earlier time, and I think that's kind of a good and
0: important thing. So there is a, a great appeal involved with paper theater, and I got involved with it again because I knew they would exhibit well, and I knew I'd be able to relay a lot of theater history through it. And it still is a valid educational novelty to this day. You know, the more technotic we become, the more people appreciate the truly tactile it's remained popular especially popular in countries with bad light i've noticed uh, finland norway uh, b- brussels uh, all these countries and cities that just have terrible terrible light it was so easy to have a one little corner of your home with a paper theater stage and it was just a tremendous bright spot in any kind of dark home all the g- great producers of paper theater posters were indeed those countries with bad light when you heard it here first. It's my theory, but I stand by it.